Hello. Hi. Hi. Save it for the podcast. Is back with Malia and Dan. Hello, everyone in the audience. Now you know our names and the name of the podcast. So if you're in the right classroom, stick around, have a seat. We'll chat for a bit. If you tuned in for Mark Marin, you're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong place. Stick around, though. Chat. Get to know us. Yeah. Chat to yourself, but listen to us. Eventually, soon-ish, we'd like to uh, turn this into a video opportunity. What do you call it? Like, of a podcast, but... Podcast with a with podcast. Video. Vodcast. Some people say vodcast. Yeah. Okay. Some people just say video podcast. I like watching and listening at the same time. So maybe people want to do that with us. Hey, if you had a fishing podcast, I would call it a rodcast. Mm, rod and reel cast. Because you're casting yeah. your rods. Yeah. yeah. And get real with the rods and reels. Hey. Oh, hey, we should just come up with podcast names. <laughs> That's our new job. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a podcast, you need some name ideas. We'll give you a 10-pack for, you name the price. Maybe we can barter for something. A thousand, or we could barter for something. Sure thing. Whatever you're good at. Hey, save it for the podcast. Okay, everyone. And I did save something. I I wrote something down, and I want to talk about it. Okay. And this is probably something you noticed, but you didn't write it down, so I took the opportunity and wrote it down. That's nice. Thanks. It's sort of a... Safety net, a catch-all. Yeah, we talk about stuff, but it's like late at night, or I might be a little out of it, and I'm like, oh, I wish I could remember that. And then you do it. You write it down. Save it. You save us. Oh, that's so nice. Hey, have you ever noticed that when you're watching, like, a show that originates from England, like an English baking show or whatnot, they have more people in wheelchairs participating in the show than on like American cooking shows. Yeah, I've noticed that. And there seems to be more of a kindness and acceptableness to people who are, quote, different. What the heck is I that know. all about? It's cool. I don't know. It makes me feel like, wow, it's, it's so different than how it is in America. But it shouldn't be. Yeah, what's the deal? Like um, the producers of television shows here are biased. Yeah, and I think they're really much more focused on perception, how things look, and there seems to be more authenticity and realness in other countries. Uh, but that's just my take from being an outsider, and maybe they don't feel that same way. But it looks like that. Much more comfortable with. People of different colors mixing in one area, not looking like they're better than someone else. And um, yeah, wheelchairs, canes. People walkers. of varying ability, physical yeah. and mental abilities coming together on the same show. Yeah. I mean, if these shows, if these American shows are originating in Los Angeles, it's sort of on brand for them to care more about appearances than mm -hmm. the inner qualities of these people these shows you know people getting botox they're getting pieces of styrofoam stuffed again, in their face if I you don't know. are if we do take it to the to a unnamed british baking show they were just recently called out for being really crazy ignorant regarding 
Mexican culture. They had a whole episode where they mispronounced things and kind of led people to believe that different tradition, that the traditions were this and they were really that. So, you know, no one's perfect. No one is perfect. No. Oh. I mean, if you're looking for someone who is close to perfection, I mean, look no further. Yeah, okay. Then right there, Malia Ma. Yeah, right. I, uh, the British Office was a show I really enjoyed watching with you. Speaking of shows created and in England. then... It became an American version right around the time I was giving birth to our son. And we didn't get on board. We weren't on board in 2004 with The Office for a couple of reasons. We were busy as new parents. Second reason, I was really kind of giving the middle finger to it because I really love the British. And I'm like, why would you remake this with these goofballs? But I'm here to say... Newsflash. To everyone who's an Office fan, The Office fan... Any office actors listening, potentially. I love the show. We are in season six of nine, and I love the characters. I makes me it's a safe, familiar, feel-good show that doesn't make my cortisol levels jump all over. It doesn't give me anxiety, like watching a murder show or you know, like it's just so nice, and I but like all the characters together. You don't, it doesn't, like, like all the awkward situations that they get into doesn't make your skin crawl or anything like that. You're comfortable with... Just in the best with, way, that, just in a good way. Okay, the more so you know. So I pulled a 180, and I'm here to say it's okay to change your mind. Yeah. Give, give something a chance. You know and what? maybe it just takes 20 years... And then it, you know, that's all I needed. I needed a couple decades to warm up to it. I know. And that's how we got together. I, yeah, I wasn't ready for it right away. No. 20 years later, or I'm like, hello, hello. Well. And you're like, okay, I'll give you a chance. It was, um. Hello, Not hello. 20 years, Dan, but, okay. <laughs> not 20 years. I had a dream about, um, our son. And I think it's, there's some symbolism, but I don't know what it means. So maybe if Shane's listening, she could let me know about the symbology of this dream. It was a very realistic dream that I lost our five-year-old in, so in my dream, our son who is 18 in real life was five in the dream and mm -hmm. I lost him. It was a horrible parent nightmare where you lose your child. And I, I woke up feeling it was very real, but then I was like, in real life, I realized he's, I have an 18 year old sleeping in the room down the hall. Yeah. So he's not lost, but maybe symbolically I've lost the little boy. Yeah. You have to let go of. And there's a young man now. Of baby, baby Bjorn. <laughs> <laughs> little Bjorn. Oh. Um, I think you just analyzed it for yourself. I, I think, think so too. Shane would get on board with that yeah. analysis. Um, here's a topic. Uh, oh, I was going to add on to yours first before I get into a new topic. And that is whenever I have 
stressful dreams like the one you just described it's mostly uh work based it's work related mm. it's not like personal stuff mm -hmm. do you have more personal Family, stress personal yeah in your dreams yeah mm -hmm. i wonder what that means yeah i think too much what the heck you know um this is maybe example number seven um in the proof that I'm turning into my mother, I, after turning... It's about to get real in here, folks. After turning off a burner for your stovetop espresso or baking something in the oven, I'll crack the oven and warm my hands over it, or I'll turn the burner off and warm my hands over the warm burner. That I did it one day, and I'm like, oh, my God. That's what my mom would do. And okay. I just did it. Like, I don't think that's a bad thing, though. You're using the heat that's already been right. created. Oh, no, You're I, just that's repurposing. A, that's a great thing. You're yeah, repurposing I, yeah. the heat. Yeah. So, no, that's not bad. It's just when you find yourself doing something unconsciously that yeah. was so part of what your parents do. Is there anything that I do that reminds you of my father? Uh, potentially the way you tell stories uh, are long, long, windy roads, uh, stretched to out, yeah. lots of gaps Slow. and yeah. long pauses uh -huh. in the middle of a story. Yep. Oh, here's something I did the <laughs> other day. <laughs> I started, my dad was notorious for this and that is he would start telling a joke and about two-thirds of the way through the joke he would realize that he messed it up or he wasn't telling it right or he accidentally already said the punchline in the setup of the joke mm -hmm. and then he would get two-thirds of the way through and then just say oh i messed that up and then he would sort of trail off and you'd never get to the end of it and I found myself doing that last week. I did that. Oh. Yeah. It's not something I'm proud of, but it did happen. Okay? Okay. Our kid tries to, uh, you would say, get my goat by saying that I'm acting like my mother. Oh, I mean, is there anything that more triggering that you could say to a woman that she's starting to act like her mother? Well, for maybe half the population, I don't have the exact numbers, but I do find that I have friends in my life that have a great relationship with their mother, and then I have friends in my life that don't. So maybe it's 50-50. So it, it could be bad for 50%, but not everybody. I would say great relationship or not, it seems like people including myself, don't want to be reminded that they remind people of their parents. Mm. Like whenever anyone says that. Okay. I think people most like want to be original. They don't want to be carbon copies. Yeah. And that's all we could say about that. Whenever I meet people in person who have never seen me before, you know, maybe we've met on a Zoom conference mm -hmm. or something like that, they always say 
that I'm taller than they expected. Really? And I think I, yeah, it happens oh. a lot. And okay. the reason is I feel like I have the personality of a man who's five foot seven. What? Why? Yeah. It's just something I feel. I feel like the way I portray myself, the way I interact with the world, I'm interacting with the world in a way, mostly that someone about five foot seven. I'm not taking full advantage of my height in my personality. Okay. And that's just the way I'm feeling. Are you shrinking yourself? Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not being my full-fledged uh, butterfly self. No. I'm stuck in a chrysalis of lies. I I uh, support that. Yeah, I think you can puff your feathers more maybe i could be even 10 percent more take up more space take up more space okay do it i'm gonna do that do it now thanks sure okay well we finished that we cured me now what well my list is uh empty so i'm trying to well i have something to talk okay. about i was thinking about this the other night um as you know I think of my own uh, mortality on a daily basis, at least for a minute, sometimes a half an hour. It, it varies, but I, I, I project into the future about when I'm going to die. Is that something that you do as well um, on the daily? Um, maybe, maybe, maybe once a day. It all started happening when I turned 50. Well, actually, I guess what I've been doing is doing some end of life planning where I found this quote from the movie Coco the yesterday. It was a memory on Facebook. And I thought, hey, I would really like that. Or the song is Remember Me. And I wanted to add that to my list of like how I, like, you know, we pl I planned our wedding. I planned our kid's first birthday and blah, blah, blah. So uh -huh. I'm like kind of pre-planning my funeral. And trying to give people like things to say and music I like. So I do that. Yeah. No, I, you showed me in mm -hmm. our closet, there's a special folder that has, you want to like be turned into mushrooms or oh, something. Oh, there's a folder? You, yeah. Good. I want to add to it then. Yeah. There's a folder um, for anyone who wants to go visit Malia after she passes. Um, Hopefully she's going to be in a garden or something. In a garden or a forest somewhere turning into mushrooms. That would be good. Yeah, you showed me this. You tore out this thing from oh, a magazine. It I has, didn't know we saved it. Uh, a biodegradable yeah, coffin like that turns into yeah. mushrooms. Yeah. yeah, it's a whole thing. I, Great. I took it very seriously. I'm Great. like, I cannot fuck this up. I don't want you to haunt me. Mm -hmm. But when I die, or when, like, when I'm on my deathbed, I just think it's so cool when you watch movies or TV. When someone's on their deathbed and then they like call someone over and they like whisper something in their ear right before they die. Mm. I want to do that. I think that seems really cool. Like I want to whisper something like something cool and then pass and then just, you know. Mm, a big secret or something. Yeah. And then the people around the person will be like, what did he say? What did he say? I just want it to be really dramatic like that. Oh, I hope yeah. I get that chance. Well, I hope I'm not there. The plan is for me to die first. Yeah. Even if it's just like a minute before. Yeah. 
Okay. I think we can we can manage that. Hey, did you want to uh, talk about my new money-making plan? I'll listen. Okay. A lot of people are doing multiple revenue streams. Like, that's a strategy. Yeah. You know, some people have a day job. Some people, on top of that, they invest in the stock market. Some people have rental property, mm-hmm. this and that. They, they drive Uber, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're doing five different things, making money in all directions. Mm-hmm. Which I think, in theory, is a good idea in case one of those things goes away. You're not like all your eggs aren't in one basket. Sure. And as we learned on the last podcast, you only get nine eggs per dozen now. Right. Shrinkflation. Jinx? Um, I want to open a boarding house. What? Yeah. Now, just well, hear no me out. No one calls them boarding. No hear one- me out. Boarding house, Dan? Yeah. What is you this? watch movies like It's a Wonderful Life and other movies from that era, you know, the 1940s, the 1950s. A lot of people had boarding houses. I want to. I want to investigate. What are they? What were they? How I think can they're you called hostels now? Well, I got to rebrand it back to the old days. Like it sounded much cooler to me when it was a boarding house. Like, you know, old Mrs. Crabapple, and she's got her boarding house that she right. Runs. All the single men can go and get a room, and it's like yeah. a bread and bed and breakfast. You get your meals and you have a room. Except for transients. Because you, you're not married, so you don't have a house. Like, single people didn't have houses by themselves. True. So these were single. But didn't they have not no uh, apartments? Uh, n- no, I don't think. Uh, you lived with your family, uh-huh. then you moved out, and you got married, and you had your own house. Well, if you went to war, you came home, and you weren't married, you stayed in a boarding house. Boarding House 2023. You want to run one? Maybe that's a reality show. Hmm. Boarding House 2023. I would kind of like to run one, yeah. It just sounds like the real world show. But they weren't, were they paying money to be there? No. Okay, well that's one difference right there. It would be another revenue stream. Oh right, you want to make money, okay. Hey, before we go. Yeah. um, Patrick... Graham yes. has a request. A topic? A topic that I will mention, but we will end on this and we won't go there. Because okay. it's really out of uh Yeah. It's out of yeah. I asked on Facebook a couple minutes ago. I said, we are recording our podcast right now. Any topics we should cover? You'll get a shout out for sure. Patrick Graham, this is your shout out. You want us to talk about anal. <laughs> that is so up your alley up your and by alley you your, mean his yeah. anus um but we have the playoff music but, so but but yes we have 25 seconds so left here's your and shout we, out patrick ram you deserve a whole episode no way we can cover that topic we can't in cover seconds. anal in 20 seconds but maybe the next podcast we can maybe fit it, it in bye everyone <laughs>